we should go out the way we came in. Back door. <laughs> hey yo, high five. Yes. You came out the back door. Doesn't matter. Doesn't I, don't even matter. Know, I don't actually know what it means. This podcast is part of the Gunna Geek Network. The opinions expressed may not represent other podcasts or affiliates of Gunna Geek. Check out more podcasts at gunnageek.com and get ready because geekness starts in three, two, one. This is episode 127? 127, the end. Hey, my wife is here who's never been here before. Your wife is here who's never been here before. Yeah, so we've talked We've talked about her. I've talked about her plenty of times, but this is Casey. Uh, to To our loyal, our loyal uh, listeners Listener. and viewers that have never seen her before but have heard me talk about her, this is my wife. So she's joining us for our big final, final finale, final end times, <laughs> the end, the end of days show. The end of days show. I like that. That's good. Yeah, and I'm joined by my girlfriend Casey, who has the name of your wife and the birthday of your son. So I'm trying to replace yes. you. <laughs> it, that is really creepy, actually. <laughs> I didn't think of it like that, but that's really weird that she, she's yeah, no, that's she's basically a body snatcher type. I've yeah, I've just absorbed them. <laughs> so so we we talked about this last week. This is going to be our last episode. We we've got a. We've got what I think is a perfect send-off to to our podcast. This is Unqualified Gamers, a video game podcast, for those of you that are tuning in for the first time. If you are, welcome. Um, I'm sorry, but this is the last episode you'll ever see of us as Unqualified Gamers. So I guess thanks for tuning in for the first time. Also, farewell. There are um, lots of archived episodes on UnqualifiedGamers.com and on WGMPlus.com, and we're going to do a new podcast starting in January, which we'll talk about at the end of this episode. So there's plenty of chances for you to hear us still. But if you legitimately are listening to us for the first time, that's first of all, it's kind of awesome. Second of all, like thanks for tuning in and and goodbye um this is going to be our last episode as unqualified gamers um we are rebranding we talked about it last week we'll talk about it a little more at the end of this episode and um we are going to talk about me no longer having any of my old video games anymore your wife looks That's despondent you use looks- sound effects or something like wah, wah. Wah, I think- wah. well i think she's i think she's a little sad and i mean i'm i'm a little sad too but i'm uh i'm okay with it so do you want me to set it up, or do you want to set I'll, it up? I'll set it up just because I need an excuse to talk. Basically, you decided a month ago that you didn't want stuff. You didn't want clutter. You're moving into a new house. You don't want to deal with it. And you're like, I have all these video games I haven't touched in several years. I don't need them. I'm not going to play them. I'm going to sell them. So you sold them all. You made like $50,000 and built a computer with it that I think actually is a super giant robot that can level Minnesota if it wants to. And thus you're now ruling the state. Um, but that's that's what I know. But you decided to take all these physical things and sell them and now they're gone. And... Uh, They'll never come back, and there's nothing you can do to change that. I mean, I guess What's I could that? buy them all again that down the road. That is one of the reasons that I was upset with the decision, because it's very possible that they could all come back in, like, oh. two years. Oh, that's, that's one of the reasons. Oh, okay. He will rebuy them all again. So... Well, so well, I, I can understand. Reasons. I can understand that particular fear, 
Um, I'll go. I'll go back to the beginning. So, like you said, like you said, Cody, about a month ago, I was moving boxes and I was moving all of the boxes. I already I said all that. Of the, I already said I all of this. all of the boxes. All these things you're saying, I literally just said. Yep. yep. And like you said, <laughs> like you had said earlier, I'm going to reiterate it. I was like, I don't, I don't want these anymore. I don't want these anymore. So I put them all up on Amazon. Um, and I, I don't even know why it. I set it up. I don't know why I set it up. He's just going to say the same thing I just said. I don't know why. I don't Again. know why you did either. So I put them all up on Amazon and I use their service where they sell them for you, which by the way is kind of a cool service, but also kind of not a cool service uh, because they shipped one of my games to somebody and they shipped it in poor packaging and it broke, which, which is actually more upsetting to me than the selling of the game itself. So, but anyway, that's a, a different point. So I had, I had Amazon sell all my stuff. I did make considerable amount of money on my video game collection but i did it because i was when i was looking at the games i was like i have i literally haven't played these games in like nine years i literally said that three minutes ago seriously that's what happened seriously it was nine years it was nine years next up on this episode of unqualified gamers i'm going to talk to you about why john sold his video games can you set up the situation as to why i sold the video games (laughs) but i looked at the land i looked at the landscape of where video games are going and I said, it is, it is all going digital, right? And you know this because you are in the sphere of video games. Like, everything is going digital, including those old games. Like, if I wanted to, and we talked about this, if I wanted to, I could emulate all of those old games on a PC without having any of the hardware. And I could play them all again without ever owning those discs. That's, and, like, not how you set it up and, like, pitched this to me, though. You pitched it as, I want to sell everything, including my PS4, of which we just bought, and I want to sell every single game. Like, every single thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which was crazy. First of all, we use your PS4 for a lot of different things. Second of all, I remember you had to have the Xbox Connect, which I thought was dumb from the very beginning. It was and pretty he, dumb. He literally never used it once. So part of me just wanted it to sit there in case, you know, Max wanted to use it someday. Same with the Wii. Like, he never really used that either. You um, mean the Wii U? The Wii U, yeah. And then I got him that little console thing. That you, is that the Wii U? That you sit upstairs and you can play on it? That was the Wii U. Yeah, I mean, like, I just have fond memories of saving my, like, hard-earned... Cert- like, when I was a waitress, I would save up to buy him, like, a game console. But that wasn't the Wii U, because you were you were already working at your other job. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, ever since I've known you, first of all, like, I feel like we've worked really hard to get to the point where you could, like, own it exactly what you wanted. And then second of all, it's been such, like, a big part of your life. That's what you always put your money on. It's what you always were, like saving up for and it just kind of made me sad so even though you had been thinking about it for like a month you just sprung it on me on like a sunday afternoon after like breakfast no it was during the week because we talked on gchat okay that's even worse like you messaged me when i was in the middle of work i thought you were having like a quarter life crisis i get a gchat that's like i'm gonna sell every single video game in all of my game consoles of which I said don't. Yeah, and this, and he did anyway. This is why I wanted to have uh, our guests on today because uh, because I was struck by this because about a week prior to this decision happening, I was talking to Casey about books, and she made a comment. Casey likes to read books, 
and uh, everybody should. Uh, and she made some comment like, I, I don't think that a person should ever like read every single book they own. I think it's nice just to have certain books, to have them like kind of as a just, I don't know, you say it in your words. Well, no, that is not about use. You know, that every time you, you buy a book, then you read it, you should buy like three more. And then you always have options and it kind of keeps growing. And yeah, so other people can use it uh, so that... So that you have, yeah, you're surrounded by like things that are interesting and stimulating and just full of possibility. And the sentimental thing is, I mean, the books are a little bit different because, you know, they always work. You don't need like a cord to plug into them that no one makes anymore or anything like that. So it always makes sense to, to accumulate them and then you, then you have them as a possibility and you can share them with other people. And if you don't have a gift and you're going somewhere and it's a last minute thing and you need a gift, you can just take off one of those books that you haven't really read and don't And there's like a longevity thing too. I mean, when you keep your books, you can have a family and then eventually share them with people. I don't know. Yeah. I'm with Casey on this. Yeah. And there's just, and even if it's like, I know it's like, like a memory, like you, so let's say it's like a game or something too. Like you, you played it and then, you know, you have that like memory and that attachment. And once it leaves, that attachment is broken. I'm getting really mystical here. Maybe, yeah, well, it just, <laughs> but like once it goes, I, like it gets broken in, in the mail on the way down, and like now it's now it's trash. It was your childhood, and now it's trash. Like that's sad. To your me. childhood is trash, Don. <laughs> well, like a, what if I like told a certain you, percentage? What if is. I told you that? What if I told you that the the memories as I was going through the games, and, and Cody and I talked about this a little last week. We didn't talk about it on the air, but we we talked about it a little. Was the like the memories of the games as I was going through them? has absolutely nothing to do with the games themselves. Like, and I realized that as I was going through them. It all had to do with the memories I had surrounding those games and the people I was with when I played them. So, like, the games that were great single-player games that I remember playing by myself, when I sold those games, I didn't have any problem selling them. I didn't feel attached to them at all as I was getting rid of them because they didn't, like... There was not an emotional feeling. The games that I had problems... The games where I felt like an attachment that was that was a little sad when I, when I put them up for sale were the games where I played them with another person and maybe I played them for a very long time with other people. Um, but I would never have that experience again. Like, I'm not going to have... So, I'll give you an example. There was a game for the PlayStation called... He just talks the whole time, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I have so there was a game, <laughs> there was a game for the PlayStation called Tales of Destiny, which was a role playing game that had an item in it that you could equip on a character to make the game two player. It was a, it was an incredibly obtuse way to make the game multiplayer. Our buddy John, who's been on this podcast before, um, played that game with me for I would estimate like a hundred and fifty hours minimum. That that particular game multiplayer and I can't tell you a damn thing that happened in that game I can't tell you a thing about the story of that game I remember the main character had blonde hair don't remember any of the names or anything but I remember playing that game with John and that's what I remember about that game and that's what's important and I'm not going to play that game again with anybody I'm not going to have 150 hours but that's not the reason I mean I think there are different points that you're not considering so we all understand that you are not tied to these games, and we all understand that you're not going to play them again. Here's an example. Okay, 
and to give people context, I feel like we should tell them how many games we're talking about. We're not talking about 15 games on a bookshelf. We're talking about literally hundreds of video games. It was about 300. About 300. Wow. So it was impressive. And I don't even like video games, and it was just impressive for me to look at. And it was kind of cool, because you could see the progression of how like a game has changed since like the 90s all the way to current. Um, and here's what I really liked about his collection. Um, he had the same thing with DVDs. Hundreds of DVDs. Hundreds of them. And even though we didn't watch them anymore, our neighborhood friends and their kids would come over and rent movies from us. And I really liked them being able to come and do that. I thought it was a really cool way to share, like, a collection with other people, like Casey was saying. And I thought the idea of having 300 video games would be so cool to our son. Like, even though he's not going to play them, and even though his dad's not going to play them again, he's we would be able to have a room in our house... Of which we have one for that's we have a giant house that with room for three hundred video games, <laughs> and Max could bring his friends over and be like, "Look at all these video games that my dad has from when he was our age." I thought that would have been really cool, and I also think that this decision he could have sat on for like six months. I understand that he's in the purge mode now because we're moving, and I'm sort of in that mode too. But if he would have just boxed everything up and sat on this idea for a year, and if after a year he still wanted to get rid of them, I could have hopped on board a lot faster. And I basically think my argument is much stronger than yours. You are a lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) You are a lawyer. But you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of, it's impressive. We're not talking about 15 video games here. We're talking about bookshelves and bookshelves and bookshelves of video games. And it's impressive to somebody who is not even a video gamer like me. And it was just a cool collection and I really thought it was just a fun piece to have in our home. I think there's a big difference between media like this, like video games and DVDs, though, and stuff like books. I just think that they're, I think that, I think that they're n- not comparable. You're thinking about them as whether you'd play them again, and I know that you won't. But that's not why I think they're cool. I think they're cool because it's a collection of things that meant a lot to you as a child. And it's impressive. Like, it's just an impressive collection. It's 300 video games. That's impressive that you've accumulated that over your life. And I think it's a really cool collection to show. Well, thank you. But now we don't have that anymore, so. Yeah, there's just not the, yeah, there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing to be to... proud of anymore, John. Really, you're, do you want to chime yeah. in on this? Casey? Oh, right now? About you, the I figured you would have No, some. I mean, no, I can understand. Like, I've, I've never been a big accumulator of things. And, like, my mom's enormous passion. I'm, I'm one of eight children. So my mom's enormous passion is, like, throwing things out. And she's thrown out things many times that she didn't have to go and buy again. Like, she gets really into it. And then I, I lived somewhere differently uh, for, like, the last, like, 15 years, you know. So I just never accumulated stuff. I've abandoned entire, like, suitcases in in train stations because I just didn't want to carry them anymore. <laughs> That's happened twice. So I can understand, like, the need to, like, be free and liberated of objects. But I, I do make exceptions for, for things that are, um, that have a lot of personal value and that other people could, you know, participate in. And that becomes a collection. So one thing is just objects that are random and haphazard. Another thing is like, so at what point does it become a collection? I guess is the question. Yeah, I'm... Like, at what point does it stop being things and start being a collection? I'm like, Which is why I'm I think both. you have to give it context. It's not 15 random video games. It's over 300. Mm. Yeah, but the, the number doesn't mean anything. I could have 300 of the same video game and that and then that wouldn't matter. But here's my question actually for Casey is like, let, if John had gotten rid of all but like 
10 or 15 games, then would that have been okay? Or was it the number that was... It was the collection. It was the fact that it was impressive. It was... um, You could see the age of them going from, like, different... Like, I don't know. It was just cool. It was, like, different decades. It was... Just a really impressive collection, and I would never use them. He'll probably never use them again. But just because we have a son, and I think it's really cool to be able to show what Dad did when he was young, I think it's just a cool thing. I and, guess I mean, for, like, what did we get from that? Like, probably, like, $1,600? I don't think it was worth it. What if I told you that we're still going to be able to show Max those things? But not in, like, the physical form. Which is just really cool. And if it is what you say it is, and it's going to be so outdated, it's going to be a really cool thing that he's not going to be used to seeing. He's not going to have to ever buy a video game. So, like, being able to show him all of yours, I think is a really cool historical, like, just family thing. And it it wasn't worth $1,600 to me. Like, it wasn't worth that. I would have saved them. Well, you know, he's not going to care about them. You, I, I... I don't know. I just pulled out my old... So my parents just sent me a bunch of stuff home with me because they're trying to purge their house of all my old crap. And in it were, like, three NES boxes. Only one actually contained an NES. I don't know why there were three NES boxes. I think it's because I had one growing up, and then my grandma had one in her house, and then I bought one later because one of them didn't work or something. But anyway, uh, but I've got one NES, and... Like, I look at the NES console, and I'm like, this probably doesn't work. I could probably put a game in this, and it won't function properly. Can we show it? Can I go get it? Yeah, well, you can... No, it's really cool looking. It's, it's old, and it's like... Well, it's all boxed up now. Yeah. But, um, but, like, it's got the old controller, which is not particularly comfortable, and all this other stuff. Um, and so I'm kind of like, okay, let me get rid of this. If I want to play an NES game, I can just buy one of those three-in-one consoles that'll play, like, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and N64 games for, like, 20 bucks, and I can actually functionally play these games. Um, and, and she didn't really seem that opposed to it, but I pulled out Rob the Robot. Oh, so cool. She thinks it's, like, the coolest thing well, this ever. Because for people like Casey and I who don't have an attachment to games, what we see is, like, a cool-looking object. Not like a game and, and, and like an activity. Yeah, it's not or functional. Like yeah. none of it has to be functional to me. But especially if and it's I understand old. not keeping the giant consoles. That's kind of silly. But just like <laughs> the fact that we can store three hundred books, like video games, in four bookshelves in like a guest room, I think is just a cool thing. So it was really s- easy to store. Because I've well, seen your well, aesthetic. I've, yeah, I've seen your your um, your house before, and like it is like on one bookcase. So it was the aesthetic to you. Kind of, like a, like a trophy kind, case. I mean, like I said, it was just an impressive collection. It's kind of like just being able to see all of Jonathan's passion, like, right there. And the fact that Max isn't going to have to buy a video game, and we could show him what different video game cases looked like, and the different sizes, and I thought it was a cool thing. And like I said, if we could have gotten, like, ten grand from it, I would have thought it was worth it. But 1600 bucks to get rid of his, like like, a visual representation of his childhood. I get it's not functional. I get it. you're not, like, attached to them. But I just was. But have you, That's why I asked you not to do But it. have you seen his Steam library? And you did it anyway. <laughs> you know I have 300 games in my Steam library, right? You can't show them. Like No, I can show you right now. I can pull I it up and I can show you the list. It's 300 games. You know how many I've played? Like, 50. It's... You're not understanding. Like, you're not understanding this. That's no, I do. Topic. I do understand. I, and and this is the difference. And this is the difference between, like, contemporary media, 
and old media. Like, there is... Digi- digital media, eventually there will not be these... I get that. That's why I wanted to keep them. Right. And I understand that. I do. Um, I, I really do. I promise. But, like... <laughs> he promises. To me... To me... It's it's not important to have physical stuff. Right now it's not. Do it, you, it won't be. You don't know how you're going to feel in 30... What if in 10 years we have two more boys and they're obsessed with video games and history behind video games? And I'm going to show them, and I will show them the up. internet because that's got a lot of information, and I'm going to show them <laughs> the way to look What's the up point of keeping anything then? Anything digital you shouldn't keep. Whoa, we you just got keep stuff that's, that's really digital. deep. No, if stuff is if stuff is if stuff is digitally available, you shouldn't keep it. So books. If you can get a book digitally, I don't think you should keep a hardcover oh, so or I a softcover copy of a book. And that's fine. You don't have to agree with but me. That's okay. You can give me yours, and then I'll have them. Yeah, that's totally fine. I'll take any that you don't want. But like, I- and I also think you know to get like slightly like saddy about it. Like you know, all my dad's um, books are on this bookshelf right by us and you know it's just nice to look and see what he used to read like I don't know him anymore like it's just cool to see and it's just like a hard copy like I can go pick up something and like just look at an object and I think you just made the decision too soon if you would have felt this way in a year I would have so I think, trusted it more I think we're talking about sentimentality here in and where we derive it from. So you derive sentimentality from physical yes. objects, and that's fine. I don't derive sentimentality from physical Obviously objects. Obviously not. I don't, and that should be okay. It, no, it's but not. But that's a collection that I No, like it's not okay. It's absolutely not okay. not okay. Like that's a and I think that's a collection that I enjoyed too because of its sentimentality. And it, if it were a small like 15 random games, I wouldn't have cared. But it like I said, it was just a lot of them. It it was a cool thing i just like to put them in my house i like having a son now that i could like hand those down and just show him i get that they're not functional i get it he can google whatever when he's like older and see what you used to play but he won't be able to leaf through them or like bring his friends over and just make fun of your old goofy games i I think you should have stopped him I'm surprised you didn't. I mean, I pretty much told him I don't want him to do it, and he did it anyway, so. Jonathan. That's what you guys have to look forward to in a long-term relationship. <laughs> Please don't do this. Okay, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> That's never <Love> happened. You. <laughs> just say that part at the end, and it's okay. You mm-hmm. can get away with a lot more. Yeah, just say love you, and then everything's fine. John, try to say that to Casey, and then everything will be fine. Love you. <laughs> it just it wasn't worth sixteen hundred dollars to me, and we have five bedrooms. He would have never had to look at them if he didn't want to. And why have them? But John just there was value to him not having a. Th- I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know. We're getting it's very um, philosophical well, now. No, but it's it is, but that makes it interesting, right? That is what that makes we, it interesting. No, if, <laughs> I, like if if I agree, Casey. If I'm if I'm <laughs> taking like, it somewhere, tell, telling you that like I. I don't value that materialistic hoarding obsession collecting thing that I did when I was a kid. Like that should be okay. But Mm. I, it means more to me than what you got from it. Like from the, what we got from it. Like it meant more to me than $1,600 cash. Because Whoa. it was your childhood. Cash. I don't know. <laughs> no, wait, no, wait. If it's cash, we have to. 
Yeah, I, I just it. I'm not impressed. Like, I'm just sad about it still, but you know, whatever. There's nothing I can do now. Well, do you have any other thoughts on? Do you have any other thoughts on collecting things and objects and things? No, I mean in general, like I'm not a huge collector or hoarder or anything like that. But I think it's not I, that you derive sentimentality from objects. I think that you know you have like a book or a story or a game, and there's all that, and then there's this additional layer. Uh, that has to do with that particular unique object and all of the things that it's been through. And if you if you just get it digitally or if you get rid of it, then you lose that additional layer. So there, there's a there's an added value because like if I have a book, it has like notes in a margin that I wrote, or it was a gift from someone, or it traveled with me, and like I could get the same book, or I could just read it on a Kindle, but it, I would lose that additional that little like you should just cool. There is you know, and th- that and that is cool. There is something like, like I'd be okay. Selling so I've sold a lot of my Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 games and uh, like PlayStation games and a lot of those. But there is something like Final Fantasy 7. Like if I have Final Fantasy 7 and I've got the jewel case, like and I've got that in my hand, I can picture myself back when I was whatever, however old we were, like in my parents' living room with the like little TV and this like side room uh and be putting my headphones and plugging them in and playing at 6 a.m on a saturday because that's what i did when i was a kid um and having that little case right next to the playstation where you'd like pop it on and you know the playstation would make all the weird jerky noises like burp, and then like the and like all those weird things uh and it's like there and like final fantasy 3 the cartridge for super nintendo like i have one i don't know i don't know if i could get rid of that but but, Jen, you said that a couple of the games were kind of hard for you to part with, right? Yeah, and the only reason they were was because I had memories of playing those games with some of, with some of our friends. Like, like I said, and like I just gave you that example, I didn't remember anything about that game. Anything at all. I really didn't. But I remembered playing that game with John upstairs in my house in, on Florist for... Hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. So, like, that's what I remember about that. But now you'll never and have any proof that you spent any time with John. <laughs> so, really, this is an advantage. So really, actually, I'm kind of starting to see your point. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, and and I get those feelings too um, that you just described. Like when you talk about Final Fantasy VII, you can like. So, I just recently started playing through Final Fantasy VII again however long ago that was, like a year ago, and I got that same feeling playing through it on my TV through my computer without ever putting my PlayStation... without ever putting my PlayStation disc in. I got the same feeling you're talking about. Hmm. So, like, what's the point of keeping anything, then? Why do you have your letter jacket in high school? Because you... I just told you. You could take a picture of it if it's, and that's, store it on Amazon. That's totally not the same thing. <laughs> it kind of is. Look at it. Exactly. Or you can feel it. I'm talking about the same thing, like picking up the video game, looking, opening the jewel case. If I have a picture of your letter jacket, it's the same thing. You're just looking at it online. And so I just don't have that same feeling as you. It's Maybe jewel cases are just so quotidian to John. He's just, just lost all... Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know why he's so opposed to his video game collection. I wasn't opposed to it. I wasn't opposed to it at all. Well, why wouldn't he... you let me just box it up for six months? <laughs> Why'd you have to get rid of it all right away? This is the roast of Jonathan Martin, the final episode <laughs> of Unqualified. That wasn't, what I was, that wasn't what I was expecting out of the episode, but that's all right. That's where it went. <laughs> well, you knew 
usually disagreed with your decision going into it. I know. It. And I think this is it's turned into a large I mean it's it's basically been the same discussion and no one's minds have been changed, but I can see both sides of it. Like like I said, there's stuff in my living room right now and I'm selling a lot of my old games. So you can see both sides of it and you have 18,000 more objects than I do. You're like you a ha- hardcore collector. You have more books. I no, but that's like then I, but then I don't I don't even own socks. I think it's a I testament think- too to like how much I care about you. Sure. It is. I can I can understand. I can understand that's for an eye roll. I can understand <laughs> for somebody who's for somebody who's not in the video game sphere. Or just digital media in general. For somebody who's like not that involved with it, I can understand not not understanding my perspective on it. But I am like I see I see the I see the trend of where the industry is going for for like I get that they're not functional to you. That ultimately that's what it boils down to. I get that. And so and so for me, it's like why keep them? And I really feel like it's because I don't have a collection of anything. I don't keep Max's baby clothes. Like, I think it's because I've been with Jonathan for 11 years and he's always, want like, had those games. Mm. I just, it's just part of, like, who, I don't know. It's just, it, they were just what he loved for so long. It makes me sad to see them go. That's why she dated you. She was attracted to you because of your impressive video game collection, John. And now you, That's have, true. you have nothing. And now she's married to you and it's too late. Yeah. Boy. How am I ever going to find another woman? <laughs> she finds nothing. The video game collection is gone. Well, you have a Steam collection, so you're going to have to boot up your computer right. and show her. Well, the computer's always booted. Nobody shuts down their computer. Nobody shuts down their My computer. My mom does. The- Your mom shuts down her computer every time, yeah. <laughs> My mom shuts down her computer in the middle of the day like five times. I shut down- Anytime she's done with the session, she shuts the whole thing down. I shut down my computer when I'm done with things? What's wrong with that? That's what solid state drives are for it, so you can boot up a computer in like 30 seconds. Actually, hard, hard electrical cuts to solid state drives are bad for them. They tend to go out faster when you do that. So just leave my computer on all the time? So, so solid, solid state drives in general do not benefit from hard cutting electricity to them. I don't they, even know what we're talking about. I'm sorry. I'm they, about they, tend, they tend to die faster when they have hard electrical cuts. Well, this has been... <laughs> we have to... In this episode Cody, now, even so I knew that. <laughs> yeah. We've talk, we talk about this all the time. That's, yeah, you talk about it all the time. You sit around talking about cutting electricity to solid state drives. Wow. Yeah, all the time. Riveting. Riveting this conversation. What happens when you sell your video game collection. You two should. What Jonathan should have done it. is he should have made me name 10 of his video games, and if I could have named them, I could have kept them. You wouldn't. Can you name 10 <laughs> know, of them? It would have been fair. <laughs> I know. It would have been like a fair challenge, and I would have felt like, okay, I don't deserve these video games because I don't really know what they well, are. Well, can you name 10 right now? Well, I know there's Final Fantasies all the way up through 7. But that doesn't <laughs> <laughs> I own, And I didn't even own 1, 2, or 3 on disc. Yeah. yeah, that's cheating. <laughs> Mega Man. Nope, You're, I didn't have that on disc She's either. looking at my shirt and seeing Mega Man and just naming <laughs> it. <laughs> like, Zelda 1 through 4. Nope, those also weren't on discs. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, I guess, I guess, in, in conclusion, I guess what I'd want to say to you is, you, you can trust me to know, like, what, what's actually important to me, right? Like, and... And if I tell you that this video game collection is no longer important to me, maybe it's maybe it's the fact that we've got a kid now. Like like 
Can't you try? Can't you trust me with that? I think if something's not important to one person, but it's very important to the other, why wouldn't the person who it's very important to get to keep them? Like, if something means nothing to me, I don't care if it's here or gone. But the other person really wants it. Like, why did you get to to sell them all when they really meant something to me? I get they mean nothing to you, but if something means nothing to me, I don't. I could take it or leave it. But if you really wanted it. I would keep it. What if I just got you some jewel cases and like wrote on them and like put discs in there? In fact, what if I made and, and I'm and and I'm half joking but half serious on this. What if I made the collection again from burned discs and into jewel cases? That's another fear that I had that you would regret this decision. <laughs> but and I don't spend more money recreating it. <laughs> but I don't. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm asking you if that would make you feel better to no. have a tangible object. I have is because you didn't buy it with your allowance when you were in high school. Like I think that's really cool. I love that it's part of your history, and you're saying it doesn't mean anything to you. So mm. you should have deferred to me because it meant something. To, to me. be fair, I bought a three hundred dollar cloak in high school. I don't know why. You still have it. I well, yes. But I would exactly. I probably wouldn't get rid of it. Actually, okay, that's you, fair. yeah. You're you're a hardcore collector, Cody. You totally would not get rid of that cloak. Well, here's what we'll do, Casey. I have a Diablo two display case. Yeah, <laughs> you can have that. if you want a piece of video game history, and you want. How about every viewer donates one video game to my new collection? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have a collection to surpass Jonathan's, and then you'll be able to get a girlfriend more than him. Well, you have five viewers, so that's like five video games, right? <laughs> well, this is a record for Ouch. the number of viewers that we've had watching us live. I think that the title was riveting. I the joke was viewer. Like one. Ouch. One. Cut me deep. <laughs> we've, got, we've got a multitude of viewers from all continents. All continents. Uh, John moved back from Russia. So, so I think the admission to MartinCon this next year is everyone has to bring me one video game so I can slowly rebuild Jonathan's it has collection. To be a, it has to be a classic, though. I usually so you can do. slowly be rebuild my collection. That's awesome. I have a copy of International Track and Field for PlayStation. I will bring that to you. That's the game. Okay. So that there you good. go. That now you can name one You're game. You're not gonna play that. Na- Are you sure? I <laughs> don't even. Casey <laughs> wants to play it. She's gonna be mad if you get rid of it. I, I love track and field. <laughs> Don't, Especially the field. No. Oh, wow. Especially, no. That's not... <laughs> you don't not, want to play the field anymore? It it's is, very symbolic. I'm not going to play the field at all. You're done playing the field. <laughs> I see what you did there, uh, and I raise you zero because it's going away. It's going to be in Jonathan's new collection. It'll be Casey's new collection, though, really. Right? Thank you. Yeah, Thank no, you. you're welcome. Well, it's like um, that, that Greek temple. If that Casey was... doesn't mind parting with it, I wouldn't want to do this to another woman. Oh, it's very I, traumatic. <laughs> But this is, a, like, I think this is... I don't edu- have the same amount. I've only been with him for a year, so it's fine. Uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> uh, One-eleventh of the amount One-eleventh of, of the significance. Yes. Uh, well, I think this has been educational, though, uh, in that um, men, and all men, because any one member of any gender can represent that entire gender, as we've learned from society. Uh, mm-hmm. All men only look at video <laughs> games functionally, and all women see them as sentimental, regardless of the context, or whether they're actually gamers. And I think that's fair to say. I don't think that no. I've made any generalizations or, or decoupage, if you will. No, no there's not a, single, not a single piece of decoupage in what One you just said. One of these said. days you need to look that word up. Nope. 
not gonna. I don't want to spoil. Maybe it that's for what you. we should do on the last episode of Unqualified <laughs> okay. Gamers is look up the word decoupage. Well, um, okay. Well, I mean, we've we've kept our our uh, our lady friends captive long enough. Do you have any final lady friends? <laughs> the special lady. Yeah. Do Do you have any final thoughts on collecting things? Because I've also mentioned the reason I wanted to bring um, my version of Casey onto this episode was because. Um, I've mentioned to her my Steam library, and John and I talk. Every gamer talks about this. On Steam, you buy games on sale or in bundles, and you'll you'll pay like six dollars for a humble bundle and get like twelve games. And you play three, and then suddenly you don't play the rest. Like John has like five hundred games in his library, and he's played. It's three. It's three hundred. It's about three hundred. It's three hundred, and you've played like fifty or sixty, probably. Right. So I in. Like, part of me has always felt bad, because, like, as a kid growing up, we're used to, like, getting one new game a year, playing it a ton, and then whatever. And the whole, like, lifestyle kind of growing up uh, over time, now with new media and digital and indie games and stuff, is just, like, you just get games, and it's easy, and it's cheap, and it's whatever. Um, but there's still this, like, kind of almost bad feeling about, like, oh, I should... Like, why am I spending $10 on a new game when I've got, like, five right here? And I thought that... Oh, I was just to absolve you of guilt. No, you're the, book, you're the book collector, so I want to know <laughs> your perspective. Well, you're not a book collector, but, like, we, we have an abundance of books that neither of us have read that... I mean, I go back and forth. Sometimes I feel bad if I buy a bunch of books and then don't read them. And then I, um, I tell myself that Umberto Eco has a personal library of 300,000 volumes, which, of course, no one could ever read. That is a person. And any time anyone comes in and asks him, Umberto Eco, have you read all these books? He's like, you're an idiot. Leave my house. <laughs> so it's nice to have them. He doesn't sound like a very nice guy at all. He's not. Really. <laughs> <laughs> but he has a lot of books in a big castle in Italy, and that sounds cool. So if you can do the same with Steam, I think that you can. Well, neither John nor I are nice people either, so... um, (laughs) So I'm learning. (laughs) More peas in a pod, really. Um, Well, thanks for joining us. Yes, thanks for having me. Thank you, Casey. Seriously, thanks for giving us your perspective. It's good. I would would ask for your final thoughts, Casey, but I think we know exactly what you think (laughs) and... Exactly which couch John will be sleeping on tonight. Hi-o! She's a, she's I, have a, I have a multitude. I've got a multitude of couches that I can <laughs> <laughs> That's why they moved into a bigger house. That is. Yeah, it's so, so, <laughs> so she can... He has several, several alternate bedrooms. I do. So many options. Send Speaking of John options. off to his... That's what the collection is all about. I, well, I thought this was a super interesting um, little discussion on, uh, on game collecting. Bye, Mike Casey. Um, and... <laughs> Bye. Thank you for joining. She had to make sure to show everybody that she actually still likes me. It's true, uh, even if it's an act. Um, <laughs> did she just say liar in the background? Yeah, that's exactly what she said. That's good. That's good. Um, but no, um, I'm glad that we could have that little talk as I move my webcam back over. Um, it is quite appropriate that, yeah, our last episode is literally about you selling every all of your games. Um, but like I said, you know, I can I, totally... You I, I get it. I, I get it. Like, I, I promise I, I can see, and and I am more than willing to admit that there is, a, there is a difference. There's definitely a difference between having something in your in your hand and being able to, like, like, we'll talk, we'll just use a game, for example. Having the game in your hand, opening it, putting the disc in, starting it, booting it that way and everything. Like, there's a total difference between that and double clicking a game in your Steam library and starting it. And I'm not saying that there is I'm not saying that there is not a difference. What I'm saying is that for me, the difference is not significant enough to hang on to all of that physical stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. 
That's that's what it is. Yeah. Is it's just it's it's not a significant enough difference to me. Yeah, I would love to and hear. And in fact, and in fact, in a lot of in a lot of circumstances, it's actually more cumbersome. And like, this may sound like the lamest thing ever, but I guarantee you, I am not alone when I say this. In that, there have been times where I have maybe wanted to put in another game in my system, but the getting up and putting the disc in the system process is something that I simply didn't want to do. That is lazy. I can guarantee you that I'm not the only person. Though. Probably. Well, I'd, yeah. I'd love to hear listener comments on this. Uh, so our email address is unqualifiedpodcast at gmail.com. And I invite you to do that or leave comments on wgmplus.com or on unqualifiedgamers.com. Uh, and uh, we will maybe address some of your comments to do a little wrapping up um, when we start our new podcast in January 2016. Which we'll talk about shortly, but um, but no, I, I I can see both sides. I think that I'm in an advantageous position in terms of getting rid of things because like I don't have the collection that you had. It sounds like um to your wife like the fact that you had like an impressive, girthy, thick collection was like um something cool, impressive. Yeah. Whereas I had yeah. I just kind of haphazardly have a handful of games here or there, but I think to me my attachment becomes stronger then because. Like, whereas you had... How many PlayStation games did you have? Like, 100? No. Like, of the... Original PlayStation games, I had about 60. Okay. I And you had a bunch of PlayStation 2 games, right? Yeah. yeah. I had about 100 of those, I would say. Uh, maybe not that many. Maybe more like 80 of those. Okay. The, PlayStation, the PlayStation games were the ones that were the probably, if you want to consider them valuable in, like, the scheme of of being valuable to collectors. The PlayStation games that I had were by far the most valuable. Yeah. The original PlayStation but games. But what I was going to say is, like, I only had... I only ever owned, like, five PlayStation 2 games because I never owned a PlayStation 2. I just lived with people that had one. So I only got Final Fantasy twelve in a couple games. In, Final Fa- in, in the PlayStation, I only had, like, 10 or 12 games. So those games are... And, you know, then you go back a generation, I only had 10 Super Nintendo games. So you're talking across, like three generations i basically had like 20 to 25 games so they're all very significant to me what are you holding up is that final fantasy 12 yeah you did keep final fantasy 12 why did you keep final fantasy 12 specifically i got final fantasy 12 because i can't play that again that is true i saw you tweeting at somebody earlier today there's no there's no digital you know what when there's a digital release of that i'll get rid of that that's fair and I have the Final Fantasy XII Collector's Edition, which I lent to somebody in college, and he lost the instruction booklet, which really makes me mad, because it's a collector's edition. Who loses the instruction booklet to the collector's edition? And it wasn't you, so you're off the hook. But man, that was infuriating. Yeah, it probably wasn't me, because I own it. So Probably wasn't you, because you own it. So Anyway, um, well, that was... That was a fun little a little chat that we just had. Um, so are you just going to work back there while I'm... Oh, it's cool. All right. I'll try and wrap up before you go to sleep. This is the benefit and curse of broadcasting from your bedroom is that when your so, girlfriend needs so to be working So let's talk about the lighter sleep. side for a second. I did, I did make enough to uh, build a new computer. Yeah, so which you did in like a day. I did it in six hours. Um, and, I, and I had some issues. Uh, I didn't post right away. I had to, to do some stuff with the motherboard to, to make it work. Um, it was super fun. It was like legitimately really fun. I would love if people 
would approach me and be like, hey, I want a new computer. Like, would you build it for me? I would totally do that. Because, like, it's really it's really fun to do. Like, legitimately, it's fun to do. Um, so my buddy and I did that and got it totally working. And I updated the minimum amount of stuff I needed to update it. It is ready to go. It's going to go in my basement when we get to the next house. And then my current computer is going to go into my office. So I'm like, I'm set to go. I'm like, I am set to go. So now you can get Metal Gear Solid Five, and play it. That's it's on my list of things I want to get. Absolutely, it should be because it's amazing. Yep. So do that. Well, awesome. Well, congrats on the new computer and on purging your stuff. I am going through a bunch of old Nintendo stuff and trying to figure out what to sell. And there's a lot of stuff I don't want to get rid of because it's not worth anything that I can see, but I feel like it should be. Like I have a copy of Castlevania Two. Dracula's Curse, which is a terrible game, like, pretty objectively, but it's still a Castlevania game. Castlevania 2, with the instructions and the original, like, Konami inserts, like, buy our stuff, and um, the box is in, like, mint condition, like, mint condition, and yet I look at eBay and they're going for, like, four or five bucks. So, Mm. there's not a lot of stuff that, like, some of my stuff is in great shape, right? Like, I have Mega Man 5 in the box with instructions, you know, the whole set, great shape none of it's none of this stuff is in shrink or anything like that but some of it is is exceptional condition but there's there's no value to it so you know now it's becoming for me do i keep it until it has value or do i just get rid of it now because it probably won't have value like i don't know i don't want to be like a hoarder i think the reason why those things don't have value at least in from just my small amount of like research when I was doing it is that they are so easy to emulate that anybody that wants to play them can play them far more easily than buying a copy of the game. PlayStation games are still not emulatable without the original disc. They might be actually now. Um, but they're still relatively collectible. Because hmm. like all Nintendo games, all those ROMs have been dumped. You can get any Nintendo game you want. To be able to to emulate it, I don't know if that's true for PlayStation. It it could be, but I I don't know if it is. And so there's still some PlayStation games out there that are very valuable. Like the most expensive game that I had was Tales of Destiny Two, and new you can buy that game for five hundred dollars. You could buy that game new. Wow. Yeah. So used obviously was less than that, but it was considerable. It was like. It was more than twice as expensive as it was when I bought it to sell it, which is crazy. Well, the only thing I know for sure I'm not selling is Rob, Rob the Robot. Because and I wouldn't either. The thing's awesome. Rob the Robot is awesome. Um, and my uh, there was one other thing. Oh, I found the map to Dragon Warrior 2, which I never owned. But Dragon Warrior 2? Yeah, the map insert. So like in the with the like with the game you pull out and you unfold it and it's the world map of all the dungeons and stuff for Dragon Warrior Two. I don't know why I have it. I never owned Dragon Warrior Two. Probably mildly collectible. That might be like the one thing I can actually get like five dollars for or something. I don't know, but because that's like a more valuable game, right? I think. I I think so. I mean, I when I sold Dragon Warrior Four forever ago, it was. 60 bucks. <laughs> so I would think Dragon Warrior 2 is still in that pantheon of of decently rare collectible Nintendo games. Well, we're not qualified, so we don't need to know this stuff. But um, but soon we're going to be not unqualified because we're going to have a new podcast. Um, 
so which we'll talk about in a minute but is there anything else you wanted to touch on before we talk about the podcast in the future and all those things no i guess just to wrap it up i thought i i actually thought i would be sadder than i was i thought i would be sadder doing this than i ended up being i actually wasn't that sad at all well i'm glad you're not sad because um cuz I'm feeling generous today. How's that for you? My my wife is sadder, sad for the both of us, though. I can tell. So. I can tell. I can definitely tell. Yeah. Am I fixing my hair enough here? There we go. All right. We're great. Cool. Doesn't, doesn't look any better. It still looks just as bad. Yeah, pretty much. So, hey, um, this is our final episode of Unqualified Gamers, as you know it. We, John and I are going to do a new podcast. Because the thing is, like, Unqualified Gamers... And thanks for joining us, by the way, if this is your first episode. This is our 127th and final episode. 127 is a prime number. We researched this last week. It was a big deal. So there's that. The, the numbers add up to the number 10. That's important. There, that is very important. Or, or they add up to the number 19, because it could be 12 plus 7. Or they add up to the number 28, because it could be 1 plus 27. Right. So there, there's a multitude of possibilities. A myriad. The number 127. A veritable myriad of possibilities. A veritable myriad of possibilities. So there's that. So John and I started this in, what did we figure out, 2011? Is that what we figured out? Yep. January of January 2011. January 2011. So it's been 2011, 12, 13, 14. Yeah, four years. Four. F- Almost five. Well, no, because, so from January to December is a year, right? So then 11, 12, 13, 14. Oh, 15. Oh, my God. It's five years. You can count. Yeah. I cannot. I, I'm really good at counting. Okay, great. So, yeah, this is five years, which, my God, that's really crazy. And It's a long time. Yes. And we started doing it for fun, and then people started listening, and that was encouraging, and we started to uh, get viewers. We started to experiment on YouTube. We tried lots of different things here and there, and, and we got good feedback, and I guess that's why we kept doing it was was i mean we do it for us and we do it for fun and at first we did it for our friends but like we got so much positive feedback from people over the years which i can literally say years because it has been years now um that that really encourages to keep going and try new things and and hopefully you if you've been with us for a while have had fun along the ride with us um because we've really enjoyed it and before we we announce the name of our new podcast and the direction we're going i do want to thank some people um, specifically, that have been with Unqualified Gamers for a long time that I think really deserve some shout-outs. So the first would be, actually, I guess our friends, actually, that put up with us, who already have to deal with our crap and stuff all the time on Facebook, and we always give each other stuff online uh, or, or whatever. But but our friends have actually tuned in, which I think is awesome. So people like Guy and Max and Will and Blake and Ryan like that have actually... Uh, and Logan and everybody that have actually like tuned in to listen to us, um, especially Max, who would always immediately following an episode, uh, go on our Facebook group and comment about something that I said that was wrong. So that was always intensely entertaining for everyone. And it involved. was it was literally every episode. It was literally every episode, I've, which means there was always something you were wrong. Once about. or twice he got you though. A couple times you were the culp- you were the the victim, but mostly me. 
but mostly you. but that was enjoyable. Um, a couple of our friends have even been on the podcast. Guy did an episode on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure that was really good, and and, and arcade boards, which was super interesting. Um, and uh, we had Blake on to talk about some. We've had him on various things. I think some Castlevania mm-hmm. in the past and things. So um, so thanks to all of them for, and Ryan, of course, uh, the host of. Oh yeah, Ryan. Ryan has been on. Ryan this show. has that been is on the show. That Ryan has done. He has been on the show. Uh, he also the host of Daryl TV on Twitch. Um, so go check out his Twitch channel at Daryl TV. Um, so a couple of the thank yous. Um, Scott Miller at Reason for Gaming uh, was one of our contributors on UnqualifiedGamers.com who wrote some articles for us, as well as Vintage Gamer Private Lee Brown, who has written for our site and has listened from afar, I believe, while stationed or on deployment, uh, as I mentioned in you know the word private would imply military. Uh, he's serving for us. Thank you for that. Salute uh, to the person sneezing behind me. Um, so that's really cool to know that we're like we're indirectly supporting our troops, kind of, best we can, I guess. But hopefully, yeah, as long as it's, we're being entertaining, that's good. Um, and a, a couple other thank yous, um, Jamie Butterworth. We've had on the podcast, he reviewed 100, uh, Wonderful 101 on the Wii U for us. Jamie was our, our first, like, fan. And by fan, I mean, like, somebody that told us, hey, I found your podcast and I like it and you guys are good, that we didn't know. Like, we'd never met this dude. Um, and uh, since that time, uh, Jamie has has interacted with us a ton on Twitter and on YouTube and a lot of Google Plus stuff. He's launched his own podcast and he's really active, but um, but his support's always been a lot. And we haven't always seen eye to eye on what games we like or to what level, but like it meant a lot to us to get that interaction. Uh, another big fan I want to thank. There's only two more, I promise. Uh, another big fan I want to thank is Chris Christopher Long, who when we when he first found our podcast, his post on Google Plus was. I would like to thank whoever runs Unqualified Gamers. Cody, is that you? Because you liked what I posted, spammed me with plus ones, and introduced me to my favorite podcast of all time. And then he goes on to say that he's listened to the majority of our podcast in the last two weeks. Um, and like like I said, John and I are just two dudes just sitting around talking about games that we like. And like to get a comment like that that's like, hey, you guys are entertaining me and like keep it up. That's so awesome. Um, Christopher also ended up writing for our website and... Um, Again, uh, uh, oh, and was involved in some robotics competitions. He's like, he was in high school when he started listening to the podcast. I don't even know how old he is now, um, but he was in these like robotics competitions. So he is going to probably help you build that giant robot in Minnesota, John, to um, destroy Minnesota with all the. I mean, that's why I got rid of my video game. Yeah, basically. Um, and less mention. Because when the end times come and the robot reigns destruction across the entire world, I'm not going to need my video games. And 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 Chris is going to help us do that. That's true. Um, and one other fan I want to uh, thank is Ryan Dombrowski. He's also been on this podcast. He co-hosted one and talked about various things. Uh, were you on that one too, or was it just me? You yeah, both? he's a great... No, Ryan's a great guy. Dude, he's, he used to listen to our old... He, like, he discovered us around our 50th episode or 60th maybe, and... I hadn't basically the the long story short we used to swear in our old episodes and I didn't always catch all the bleeps. He liked our podcast so much he listened to all of the first like fifth like every episode actually and sent me emails 
telling me where the bleeps were and where I should bleep out our swears so I could, like, clean it up for iTunes. Yeah, he gave you timestamps, He right? gave me timestamps. Like, that is so hardcore dedicated, it's amazing. He offered to buy me a webcam at one point after I had, like, continued whining about mine on the podcast. Like, this nice, was so bad. Nicest dude so ever. Um, that is so cool. We should have had him on from our Broforce podcast with Russian John. I just was rereading through some old emails, and he was actually playing through that, like, several months ago. So that would have been fun, but um, we'll have to get him on again in the future. Um, haven't heard from uh, him super recently, but Google Plus is – we haven't been as focused on that lately, so I'm not as good with messages as I used to be. But anyway, all those people – and there are so many more. There's a lot of you on uh, – there are listeners that we have on Twitter that will tweet at me um, and and John about some things and some people in the Gamers at Large Network that I know listen to us, and uh, we were, we've been part of that on and off. So there has just like – I don't know. I just wanted to take a minute and be like – actually thank you for like and also and also thanks to the gonna geek network right just as as a network for also hosting our podcast for helping us i mean they don't host the podcast but they you know we have we joined we joined on with them as their video game specialty podcast that was kind of where it started but that network has grown huge since we originally started there were what like three or four podcasts when we first started with with uh, Gonna Geek. Uh, maybe a couple more than that, but it has grown quite a bit. Yeah, they have a, a lot. Game of Thrones yeah. podcast and lots of Marvel Comics podcasts and Stargate Pioneer, who is an expert on all things Audio Technica, pretty much. But and we've had a ton of support from them anytime we've ever had any questions because they do a lot more research into the art of podcasting than you and I have ever done. It's so true. if we've ever needed help with any of that stuff, they've been awesome. Um. To ask questions to and help us with that. Yeah, yeah. Steven, the guy that owns the network, checks in with me all the time about stuff. Um, we broadcast, we, we brainstorm lots of things together. It's uh, They've been a really cool group of people. And I we've been on, well, I've been on All Things Good and Nerdy a couple times. I've been on the Gonna Geek podcast. I think we still need to get you on the GunnaGeek.com podcast. Actually. Yeah, I haven't been on the official podcast yet. Yeah, but we'll we'll get you there. Um, so yeah, the Gun and Geek Network has been really awesome, and uh, and of course everybody at WGM Plus that was involved in getting us syndicated there because that's that was a huge leap for us really um, to get onto a major market podcast network. In addition to the Gun and Geek Network, which again, like I interact with those guys every day, pretty much now. It's it's really strange actually to think about. I don't really think about it a lot, but um, it's been really great. So, so yeah, if you've listened to any of our episodes or even if this is your first one, just thanks for being cool and being positive. Like, our iTunes reviews are all five stars. No one ever bashes us. We haven't had a lot of run-ins with trolls. Nobody really gives us crap. Like, we've overall had a pretty positive experience, I think, for being a, a, a growing podcast. What, what do you think? Also, for just something on the internet. Yes, that's it's a very positive experience for anything that is put up on the internet. I would say yeah. it's been great. Like it's been it's been really it's been really awesome. It's been a really fun ride. Yeah, definitely. So with that, so that brings us to the next chapter. So John and I just don't play enough new games to to warrant a video game podcast. I'm like 130 hours into Metal Gear Solid Five. I'm pretty sure it's like the only game I've played since October. Yeah, you've been playing it for months. It's, and like and and like coming back to the podcast, it's, you know, every like week after week which we want to tr- we are still striving to do this on a weekly basis. Like it's totally fine that you 
talk about Metal Gear Solid Five every week. There's nothing wrong with that, but just like we framed ourselves initially as a video game podcast, one where people came to for like it didn't need to be new video game news or new video game takes, but it was it was very video game focused, and there just wasn't. We ended up not having. We don't have content. We just don't have enough content anymore. Yeah, I, I think I reached a breaking point after like the. 10th episode in a row where I talked about Hearthstone. I mean, it was bad enough when, when I talked about it. Like, we had a joke way back when we were unqualified a video game <laughs> podcast. We had a running joke that I talked about Final Fantasy 13 2 every episode. You, you, well, because you did, though. But, you really, but you it really it did. wasn't even nearly as bad as Hearthstone. Like, Hearthstone was bad. The last, the last like two to three months, I feel like every second or third episode, I've talked about it for like 20 minutes. And it's like, Okay, we get it. Like I didn't like talking about it, but there was just nothing else to even. I mean, I did because I did, but you know what I'm saying. So, um, so yeah, we're just gonna go uh, into more the direction of a lifestyle podcast that will be launching in January 2016. In the meantime, keep following us on WGN Plus. I will be posting some uh, kind of classic episodes with some really current sounding video game reviews. And those should be really cool, right? So keep an eye on us on WGM Plus, And please keep an eye on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash unqualifiedpodcast. I'm going to be doing some Let's Plays over the next month. It's just some short Let's Play videos of indie games with some additional color commentary from my girlfriend that I think will be actually really entertaining. So um, I'm going to get back in the Let's Play realm a little bit. And, um, and you can find that there. So, you know, keep an eye on us there. I'll try to keep our iTunes feed kind of up to date. There, there will be content coming. I won't leave you hanging all December. But John and I won't be doing any new episodes. He's moving into a house, and Christmas is happening. So he's a bit busy. I'm a bit busy too, but, like, I have, I have ways of doing things. Um, and the name, this brings us to the name of our new venture, which, <laughs> which was taken. So I should tell you the backstory. So just, because of course it was. Because we thought, oh, this name is awesome. Is it taken? And of course, because we thought it was awesome. Guess what? Somebody else also thought it was awesome. Every name on the internet is taken, basically. Yeah. John and I, we seriously, for weeks, would just G-chat about what names we liked. And we there was one that we agreed on. Like, literally one that we were like, this is perfect. This is perfect. So... It's a podcast that's already, it's actually the name of a podcast that's already being done by two guys in Australia. So I go to check it out and I'm like, all right, let's, let's see what these guys are all about, right? Because there's a lot of abandoned projects on the internet. A, a significant percent of podcasts don't survive past the 10th or 20th episode. There's a lot that just burn out. So, you know, for all I knew, this Google search result was some two-year-old podcast that never whatever so i go and they had released bi-weekly like clockwork every two weeks in 2015 and i'm like all right these guys are serious cool let's you know and i get to the last episode and it was like this is our final episode i'm like wait you've got to be kidding me and it'd been posted like that day or something or that week like literally so so i go on and i'm like all right if these guys are so i listened i was like i've got to listen to see and so they talk in the podcast a bit. They're like, well, we might use the name in the future, but we'll see. But anyway, one of us is having a baby, so we're going to be taking a break for a while. Which, uh, which is funny because a year before this, John went through the same thing. He needed to miss some weeks because he had a baby. So 
I email the guys and I'm just like, hey, listen, this is really random, but we really like this name. Can we use it? They want to keep using it for some projects next year, but long story short, they're going to let us use it as well. So now there's going to be a U.S. and an Australian version of the same podcast. We're hoping to do some collaborations with them in 2016 once uh, they're all done with with paternity leaves and, and things like that. Um, they're the nicest, at least the one I've been corresponding with is the nicest guy ever. All his emails are super cool and friendly, and they are just two awesome dudes that we'll be chatting with. And we're allowed to use the name of their podcast, which, John, Nathan, do you want to divulge? Sure. So we are going to be, uh, our new podcast is going to be called Game Life Balance U.S., so, and again, that is because we are the U.S. version. They, they are going to be just game life balance. I think they, right? they were talking that about is... becoming game life balance AUS or Australia. I don't know exactly how they'll do the branding, but we'll be game life balance U.S. Right, and so we are currently working on at least when I say we, I mean Cody is currently working on migrating everything from uh, unqualified gamers over to GameLifeBalanceUS.com. Is that right? It'll well. Let's not give out the URL because the the website is change. the website is no the actually the website is the register it's registered. I have an outline, and all the content is migrated. Like you can go there right now and listen to every episode of Unqualified Gamers. It's all it's all done. All I'm doing is updating the layout, and I'm working um, with a friend on a logo. Um, so once I have the new logo and I just have some of the stuff on the website set, then it'll be it'll be it'll be good to go. But I don't want to direct people there yet because the website is like a total disaster right now. It's rough. Okay, it, it's a very rough draft. Um, but yeah. everything's migrated. So. In January, as of our first episode of Game Life Balance US, I will be able to say, here's our website, go here for our content, and it's going to look all shiny. You'll be able to find every episode of Unqualified Gamers, and it should be really seamless and smooth. Like 90% of and the game, work and is done. Game Life Balance is going to be more, like there's a good chance that we're not going to talk about video games in some of our episodes there. Um, because we just don't, like we just said, we don't play as many anymore. The idea behind Game Life Balance is we are finding a way to balance our love of video games as well as living our real lives. Um, and so there are going to be probably some more, um, uh, like Cody had said, lifestyle type discussions that come up on the podcast. I have a feeling there's probably going to be some articles we read and discuss Um and that may be the focus of some episodes, but I think it's going to really help expand our ability to deliver new content um, and not try to kind of scrape the bottom of the barrel as much. Yeah, although I will say, and this is something we probably should have talked about beforehand, but we don't plan, so why would we have? Um, we are. We, I would like to do a, a top games of 2015 with you. Yes, as a final. So yeah, I think that should that be our first episode. Sure, I don't see why not. Or we could do like an unqualified like, gamer special. I don't know. You, you. I, I think I might have played five games this year. <laughs> I'll have to go back and check. I definitely was writing them down, so maybe I did. Right, so I don't look, actually know. So look forward to that. The first episode of Game Life Balance US will be us talking about our top games of 2015, as well as talking about how our holidays went. And I think that this this type of podcast makes a lot of sense. I'm actually surprised it hasn't been done before because we're the first generation that has grown up with gaming and had to deal with 
now being adults. Pretty much. Because, I mean, we were... We were born when, like, the Nintendo Entertainment System came out the year we were born. Yeah, what the hell am I going to do when I want to play Dragon Age Inquisition, and it's like a 90-hour game, and I have a kid and a wife, and probably in the future, more kids? Like, what? Like, how the hell am I going to find the time to play that game? It's going to take me a year to play that game. Yeah, no, I don't have any kids, and I'm still... I mean, I have put a ridiculous amount of time into Metal Gear Solid Five, but, like, if I had kids, forget about it. I don't know. But that's in a bunch of months. That's in, like, a bunch of months' worth of time. And not just that, but even working. Like, there's a, a popular internet meme that's got the girl, like, with her head, hand on her face that's like, oh, no. And it's like, I have money to play video games. I don't have time to play video games because I work to make money. There's something along those lines. And it's it's like, we're... I think I mean every every generation has to deal with this in some way. Like some, you know, you can't you can't just do what you did when you were a kid when you're older all the time. But there is like a it's tricky to strike a balance. And and how do you play these big long epic games? Um, how am I supposed to justify a Final Fantasy fourteen subscription if I can only play it for six hours a month? You know, but then I've got the money to do it, so why not? And it it's just a uh, it's tricky. So we're going to try to find that balance and talk about lifestyle stuff too. And people generally seem to enjoy the way that our dynamic is with each other, uh, with John and me. They they certainly like me. People like that uh, that we hate each other. So, and for some reason, strangely, continue to do this podcast. So uh, yeah, because one of our other concepts for a podcast was something uh, along the lines of. Um, two best friends growing up who can't agree about anything, which is also kind of true. I mean, that's kind of what this next podcast is probably going to be about. Yeah, probably. So I don't know. And we'll have more guests too. I'd like to invite more people in to have more conversations about things that are relevant to us. Um, this could mean people in the gaming industry or they, cause this could mean somebody totally uninvolved with gaming, but, um, but I'm excited about game life balance us and, uh, and we will at some point do some sort of collaboration with our Australian friends. Uh, so actually during December, if you're bored and you want a cool podcast to listen to, go listen to game life balance, just Google it. Hopefully there's still the top result because our, like I said, our website is not ready for not ready for people to see. I'm sure like everyone's Googling it right now. Like, oh, look at this new site. It looks terrible. Oh, the old logo is like, it's, it's all, it's easy to find, but, uh, but I'll, I'll make it better soon. So there's that. Are you going to add anything else to this? Or? No, thanks. Thanks. Thanks a lot to everybody that supported us. It's been really fun. Yeah, it has been um, super fun. So we will see you in 2016. I'll probably talk to you before then, but um, for all of us. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Yeah, happy holidays. Well. Have a great holiday. And don't buy Starbucks because they're, they're, uh, uh, they're, their, cups, their cups are, are just red. Like that's all they are. They're just red. Christmas. It's, it's not Christmas at all. You for every red cup they sell, Santa Claus dies. I thought Santa got his wings. No, that's Red Bull. Oh, Red, yeah, Red Bull gives Santa his wings. That's their slogan. Either that's how we're going to end our last episode is that's how Santa gets his wings. <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs>